This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, it's been... Another spectacular weekend in the Premier League in terms of uh, results, unexpected results, and indeed a bit of turbulence at the top and at the bottom of the league. Um, I'm joined now by John Giles and Liam Brady to discuss the games and the consequences. John, I'll start with you and City, Manchester City would expect to take care of Notts Forest, especially as they had a one-goal lead. It didn't work out that way. They missed a lot of chances, and Haaland, who's been magnificent in terms of goal scoring since he's been there, he missed a a couple uh, as well. But it's two points dropped at just the wrong time, isn't it? Well, there's never a good time for Raymond, but no. certainly on the run-in, or looking at the run-in, you don't, you don't need it anyway. Yeah. But they missed their chances, Raymond. If you don't take your chances, you're not going to score. And Chris Wood scored to, to equal, to get the equaliser. And I think it was the, the only shot they had on target in the match. You know, it was one of those games. But if you don't take your chances, and they had some great chances. Yeah. Then you paid, you paid the price. Yeah. And, uh, Liam, he, he keeps making changes to his team and his formation, uh, Pep. He had Bernardo Silva playing left back at Arsenal actually last week. Um, he's not really a left back. It's madness, really. But also, he's left De Bruyne out. He played on Saturday, but he's left him out. And Haaland missed um, some good chances against Forrest. There's something unsteady about City. Would you agree? Because you, you, I think you saw them live last week against Arsenal. I did, I mean, yeah. I saw them on Wednesday, and uh, they ended up deserved winners against Arsenal. I thought yeah. their experience showed at the end of the game in the second half. Yeah. But the first half, they were a little bit all over the place. As you mentioned, Bernardo Silva was playing left back, and he was up against Saka. And uh, honestly, he should have been booked early on in the game. Some yes. of the fouls, he, he can't tackle. He's a midfield player. Yeah, and uh, a very and good attacking one. midfield yeah. player. Yeah, a very, very, he got a brilliant goal. Uh, on Saturday, didn't he? You know, yeah. great goal. He's he's inventive. He's creative, but he's not a left back. No. Know? And Saka, 
time and time again, he made cynical fouls on Saka. And it wasn't until um, uh, Guardiola changed to a kind of a, a logical back four, you know, yes, uh, that uh, City began to get a grip on the game. It, it was it was crazy stuff, really. Um, uh, I wouldn't blame them at all for Saturday. Uh, um, only they they didn't take their chances. They played really really well. They created loads and loads of chances. Yeah, and uh, and they should have won hands down. And Forrest were very fortunate, as John has described, just one shot on. On the goal, and it's uh, and it's an equaliser. Um, but City would be kicking themselves because with Arsenal winning, going back to win this Saturday, it it opens it up again. You know, yes, giving Arsenal a bit of a a bit more of a chance now, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And John, you know, the Arsenal Villa game was a strange kind of game at Villa Park. Villa got an early goal, good goal, very good goal actually. In the end, Arsenal won 4-2. What did you make, first of all, of Arsenal's performance? And secondly, the difference between the Villa side we saw play Manchester City last week when they didn't try a leg. Now, the manager, the coach, he made six changes and the changes seemed to work because they put a lot more effort in. What did you make of Arsenal's performance? Very good. Right. Because you said to me early in the game, we were talking during the game, and they went ahead, and you said one nil Villa, and they looked like they were really up for it. And you said, "I think Arsenal are going to beat them." And I thought, "Has he lost the plot?" But you were right. What did you see that impressed you, John? Well, they didn't panic, Eamon. You know, when you yeah. get into a situation like Arsenal are in after the defeat by City, then they go behind against Villa. If if you're not of the the right character and 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 the the right way of doing it, Eamon, especially from the manager. You're going to panic a bit. You know, yeah. you're going to start chasing this and chasing that or giving the ball away, start fighting among yourselves and all that. They didn't. Yeah. After, after the defeat and then a goal down, that can, that can happen. And that's, a, that's, that's the pressure that the, the players are under. Yeah. And they defeated no, Everton before that, John. Yeah. So they haven't been having a good time, but there was no panic man. That, now that's, that's coming from the manager. No matter yes. what happens, you keep going, you keep doing the right things, you keep doing the right things. Easier said than done. Um, yeah. But in Arsenal's case, they kept going, they kept going, they went behind. Uh, but in the end, they finished up winning 4-2 as we saw. Yeah. Uh, you know, But you don't, that doesn't happen by accident. It happens because the manager's done, done the right things. Now, I don't agree with everything he does on the touchline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last week he had a row with uh, De Bruyne, De Bruyne yeah. in that because he was messing around with the ball, which is it's childish. Uh, but but in the main thing, the main thing that he did, he kept them, kept it, kept their heads, kept playing, kept playing and playing. And in the end, we were the winners, I mean, in a, in a very, very important match from them, coming on, coming off the few games they've had recently where it hasn't gone well. So that was a good sign for Arsenal to, to keep on keep on top, keep their heads when they're under pressure. And it was yeah. a really good performance and a good win. Yeah, Liam, this, you know, when you look at City dropping two points and Arsenal uh, being the, the principal beneficiaries, um, what do you make of Arsenal now? I mean, I, I would, just to put some context on that, in the game against City, I just thought, I was looking at Arsenal, I was hoping they'd win. I want them to beat City. But they just seemed a bit inexperienced and not battle-hardened in a certain way. But 
Well, I agree. I agree with you totally there, Eamon. You know, uh, and we we flagged this up, haven't we, in yes. recent weeks? Uh, are they going to yeah. be able to handle the pressure uh, that yeah. comes on when you're you have to uh, you have to fend off the challengers? You know, yes. they've been hunted down. They've been hunted down by City. They've been hunted down in in many respects by Manchester United. And do they have the experience to hold them off? And I thought there were signs against City that they just didn't have it. You know, they. Yes. Tommy Yatsu made a bad oh, mistake. Yeah, he tried to yes. kick the ball out of play for the first goal. Yep. Gabriel, as we know, John's highlighted it, and I've highlighted it. There's always a mistake in him. He made a mistake for the second goal. But I have to agree with John. They bounced back really well at Villa. You have to say it was one of the best Premiership games this season. It was yes. Villa played really well too. Uh, but Arsenal kept their nerve. They kept their uh, patience. They passed the ball well. I thought Jorginho did very well in midfield. Odegaard came on a, a really good game. Saka was always a threat. And uh, and they deserved to win because uh, they they kept on playing, you know. And they, yeah. they, they gave Villa problems in the last half hour of the match. So it really was uh, a good feeling for Arsenal to bounce back the way they did because it was one of those games going behind, going behind twice. Yes, that they really tested their nerve, but they they came up they come up to it. And let's let's not really you know the, the city, playing City is only one or two games a, a season, and they've got to play them in a couple of weeks. But they have a really good run of games coming up now, Eamon. And uh, uh, if they if they play like they did on Saturday, you know they could get a lot of points on the board. Yeah, and they're two points ahead at the moment with a a game in hand. And we'll come to Manchester United, <laughs> incidentally, who are three points behind City, but they're not out of the conversation entirely. John, let me ask you about Jorginho, because he's been put in there because Thomas Partey, uh, who I think is a really good player from Atletico, he's injured, and he's put a bit of steel in Arsenal's midfield and experience. Now, we've been critical of Jorginho over the years, John, when he's played for Chelsea, and one of our listeners, actually, a man, James Tui, wondered if we'd revised our, our uh, opinion of Georgina, or Georgina, not just his performances for Arsenal, but also in the Euro uh, Championship uh, with Italy. And I, I would admit that I think at Chelsea, I did think he was passing it square. He wasn't doing his stuff, but he, he's doing it now. Well, he scored a good goal, Eamon. Uh, yeah. A very, very important goal for the medium. So you don't change yeah. your mind. I'm not changing my mind opinion about him at that. I think he's a very talented player. He's good control. I don't see him as a great midfield player who's passing the ball forward and making chances and indeed scoring goals. I mean, he doesn't yes. score many goals. So right. I'm not going to... I think he's playing in a good... Uh, probably a better team now right. uh, than, than Chelsea. Well, Chelsea are in bits at the moment, as we know. Yes. Uh, not going anywhere, and he's a talented player who can who can do that. But he's uh, I, I wouldn't change my view on him. No, no, I think no. He's, no, I think he's a good player. I mean, he's control. He's not going to give the ball away. He doesn't give many ball away, and it probably suits him more. Maybe suits him more playing for Arsenal than it did for Chelsea. Yeah, uh, but he's a talented. He's a talented individual. There's no doubt about that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't change my uh, my opinion of him. No, I didn't expect you would. Um, <laughs> uh, I would change my opinion if I was. Felt, but um, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I just was interested. Well, more importantly, James was interested. Uh, Liam, 
your opinion of him going to Arsenal, I thought they got him as a cheap buy, 13 million, was it? Um, and he is a player with real experience uh, and big time experience, big game experience. Yes, he is. Uh, you know, uh, I think he was bought as cover for the two midfield players. Yeah. yeah. And maybe to stand in and it could be in a European tie to give to give players a break. But if you wanted to pick your best team, it'd be Party and Xhaka and yes. Odegaard in the middle of the park. Right. But I thought he had a good game against Villa on Saturday. That's my point, you know. Yes. He passed the ball a bit more positively. He wasn't so, so, so much sideways. Against City, uh, he, he did, didn't really feature, you know. Uh, but against Villa, I thought he was, uh, he, he was one of the reasons that Arsenal got, got on top in the last half hour because as yeah. John said, you know, Arsenal were patient with their passing. They believed in their passing and he passed on it a bit more forward. And well, he didn't get a goal, but he, his shot led to the goal, didn't it? And uh, yeah, I was pleased for him because uh, you know you you need a good game to to really settle into into a team. And yes. I don't think Party's going to be fit for the next couple of weeks, so we're going to need a moment. Right, uh, John. Let me ask you about Manchester United. They're in the conversation now. They must be the third in the league. The teams in front of them, Arsenal and City, respectively are sort of stuttering a little bit. Eric uh, Ten Hag has got them into this position. Marcus Rashford is on fire. He's got, I think, scored now in 10 successive games. And he's a lad who's always had talent, but never quite found a position. It looks like Ten Hag has done a really good job there and made a couple of decisions. The Ronaldo decision uh, in particular, you know, out the door, uh, and he's not been afraid to make those decisions. And they're, you know, I, I, I would say it'd be a poor championship if they won it. Cause, not because I'm against them, but they just don't look like potential champions. But the league table says something a little different. Well, that's the most important thing, Eamon. <laughs> if, yeah. if you're getting the points on the board, which you do, and Rashford is on fire. Yes. You know, like it, and I think again, it's no coincidence with Rashford and a few of the other players since Ronaldo is gone. Yes. You know, I know when when I'm on your show, I keep saying that, but it's so important, Damon. I yes. think he messed around too long with Ronaldo from the start of the the season, Damon. Ronaldo wanted to transfer, and he should have let him said, "Right, out you out you go." Did a couple of other things to get away, but since Rash, since uh, he's gone, I think the younger players like Rashford and that be glad to get rid yeah. of him, Damon, and they are playing well now. Yes, I, mean, I watched him against Leicester the other day. Leicester were very good attacking, Eamon. Dreadful defending. Yes. Dreadful defending. Yeah. But I think the, the, the manager would want to get a grip of the new boy, Marcel Sabitzer. Is it, Eamon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, his, his tackle on, on the centre-half was, was how, how he wasn't sent off, I do not know. Right. Eamon. Yeah, yeah. I, I see yeah. Mark Halsey was in the, 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 the ex-referee in the sun. Yeah, said he was lucky to escape a red card. Yes, and, yeah. And his last words, his last words were, he said, but, but it wasn't it wasn't a clear and obvious foul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. the next after referee sticking up for the referees. But uh, they won well. Um, Leicester, Leicester were good attacking. When they were attacking, they were good. They didn't score, but they were good at attacking. Defend the name, and it's the worst defensive display I've seen this year. Right. And that's saying something. Yeah, 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 and, no. And, and, yeah. yeah, terrible. And man, and man, you quite rightly took advantage of it and won 
won in, in a counter at the end. With Rashford, absolutely brilliant again. Yeah, Liam, um, your opinion on United, I mean, they are in third place. Tottenham and Newcastle are fourth and fifth. And I was very, very disappointed in Newcastle. I've seen them twice now at Bournemouth and uh, against Liverpool the weekend. And Tottenham, you just you just don't know. They don't look much of a side, Liam. But United, uh, this fella's made a good fist of it so far. Yeah, and I still think it's his work in progress. I mean, he has to get yes. the defence right because the defence was all over the place in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and De Gea made two really, one, one, in, one in particular, one great save when you look the ball and looked like it was... Uh, even across the line, but he pulled it out. He he he, he made a magnificent save. He, and uh, I don't like the phrase he kept a minute, but Man United could have been two down. You know, we yes. don't know what's going to happen in the match. Uh, everybody was saying, "Oh, the hair kept a minute." Well, that's not true when there's seventy minutes of a game to play. But yes, United were struggling in defence. I thought Shaw was poor. Uh, Martinez uh, was pushing out. There wasn't a, there wasn't no communication in in the back four. Yes, and it was much the same at Ellen Road the week before. Eamon. and they've given up so many chances. I think United have got away with it in in the last right. couple of weeks. To be quite right. honest, yeah. But John described Leicester uh, perfectly. They were all over the place. Rashford could run in behind. Every could run in behind them. They were. They were very, very poor in defence. And Arsenal have got them next Saturday. And I just hope the defence <laughs> plays like that again. Right. Uh, let me ask you about uh, Marcus Rashford, Liam. He's, he, I, I admire some of the things he's done away from football, although th- that could be a distraction from, from your football. But for several years now, he's looked like a player who could blossom. He's got pace, he's got a trick, and... He, he scores goals. And now I think he scored in the last 10 games he's played and he looks so confident and dangerous. What's your take on him, Liam? Well, I saw him about five or six years ago live at Old Trafford when he was just a kid against Arsenal. Yes. And he scored a brilliant goal and I thought, wow, this lad is going to be a great player. And he did it for a couple of seasons and he looked good. And then, I, you know, the change in management at Manchester United, I don't think has helped him. Yeah. Chopping and changing. And I think managers lost a bit of confidence in him. Yes. But I think Ten Hag has made him the main man. Yes. And uh, up front, I mean. And the other players have got to look for him. And I don't know, he's blossomed this year. Obviously, when you're a goal scorer and you start scoring regularly, as he's, he's done your confidence is sky high. And that's what it looks like at the moment. You get him in front of goal and you fancy him to score. Go back a season, you get him in front of goal and invariably he was missing, you know, missing the target or missing the chances. But I just think he's hugely confident at the moment. And it might be down to the manager because it looks like the manager has told the other players, like, uh, let's play to his strengths, you know. Yeah. Whereas previous managers, he was being substituted. He was, he was, sometimes he wasn't even playing. So yes. I think that's the reason. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right now, John, Chelsea have spent 600 million since Bowley, the American, bought the club. He's a billionaire. In two windows, they spent three hundred million in the January window and three hundred million uh, in the summer window, and they lost one nil at home Southampton um, on uh, Saturday. And they're really they're in the bottom half of the table. They're having a nightmare, and I feel really sorry for Potter, who's come from Brighton, who's who did a magnificent job there. He's the coach, but he's got so many players brought in. And I would say foisted upon him. It really is making a mockery of the game, isn't it? Well, it's making a mockery of Chelsea, I mean, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not always a good thing to be buying loads and loads of players in. Actually, it can be a bad thing. How do you get, how do you get the team spirited? How do, how do, and the, the, the main point is, is he bringing in the players? I mean, yeah, and I, I doubt it. I would it. definitely say no. He isn't. Yes. I don't think he's got any charge of that whatsoever. We got the American guy in. He's buying this guy out. You have to. You have to have a, 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 a selection of players that you want as manager to get the balance that you want. I don't know how many strikers they have. They got loads of strikers. But how do you get the team spirit going, Eamon? Yeah. I mean, if you got all those players in the in the club, you can only play eleven of them or twelve of them every week. So how are the other lads going to be feeling? How do you get the team spirit in that's needed yes. to do it with yeah. the players that you want? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get sacked. But that's yeah. what these guys do. You're not getting it. We spent all that money. Yes. You're not winning. You better get out and get somebody else in. It's happened before. I mean, it's ridiculous. The way that club is being run is, 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 is dreadful. It's crazy. And just to, we, we've all played, and you guys in particular, playing for big clubs, 
Liam, apparently there are 28 players who can consider themselves to be first-team players, either amount of money that, that was spent on them or whatever. Even the the basic thing, logistics of who, where's, where, who's in the dressing room, how can you co- how can a coach manage that number of players, all of whom have many of them, either they're internationals, they've been bought for fortunes. It looks like a madhouse, doesn't it? Well, it is, and you have to be, I don't know, a very experienced manager to, yes. to be able to handle all that, you know. And, and Graham Potter has come from nowhere, really, in the last few years in, in, in managerial terms. Yes. So it must be a really difficult job for him. Um, he must be lying awake the night before the match saying, well, who am I going to pick tomorrow, you know? <laughs> uh, n- none of them are really performing. Uh they got beat again at the weekend by Southampton. I don't think they won in eight or nine games. Uh, they went, they went down in the in the Champions League, and probably that's the competition that might save his job. You know, yes, if yes. they can if they can turn over Dortmund at Stamford Bridge, uh, I think they're one nil down. I mean, if they could turn that round and win the tie, and probably give him give him a bit of breathing space, but. Uh, it's it's in a mess at the moment, and John's absolutely right. Is that this ball is buying the players? It's not the manager at all. No, and it's a it's a sign of things to come, John. When you think about Manchester United now, it looks like uh, <clears throat> the Qataris or the Saudis may take over Manchester United. I, <clears throat> I don't like to talk about football politics when we're talking on a Monday because. The game is so much more interesting, but it's inevitable, isn't it? With Manchester United up for sale for six billion, which is, you know, yeah. small change for these boys, some of them. Yeah. Um, I hope the English guy who's in for it gets it, but they don't know anything about football. They know nothing about the communities that the club and the history and traditions of a club. Mm. It's a very, very unwelcome development in the Premier League, isn't it? It's dangerous, Eamon. Yeah. Yeah. If it happens the way it's happening at the moment, yeah. all these the top clubs, and, and a lot of them already are owned by foreign yes. people. And if and when they do get in, if and when they do get in, Eamon, yes. you know the thing they tried to do last year, we get the top six away to go into Europe? Yes. That's what will happen. Yeah, yeah. They'll and break away. The, 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 the win, premiership yeah. won't be what it is at the moment. David Six will break away to form a new league and yeah. they won't care about the, the uh, England or, or whatever they are. And they, they'll be doing what they're doing. In other words, they'll be taking over the television name and where the money yes. is. Yes. If they do what they want to do, say the top six, they break yeah. away and they go with Juventus and all the go. They're going to go, go away completely and form their own league on, the, on television uh, because what's happening at the moment, the Manchester United players and all that, they're playing in, in the UEFA and all the things. Yeah. They're their players, Eamon. Yes. Right? And yeah. they say, well, we forget about UEFA and that. We'll be UEFA. We'll do it ourselves. Yes. Yep. And, and that's, that's what I move. think will happen in the long run. And the, the, the premiership, as we know it, won't exist. And there's a, it might be the short run because there's a case coming up in April in the European Court of Justice about this proposed Super League. It's an appeal. They lost, the Super League guys lost the first yeah. case, but they're appealing to the European Court of Justice, so it might be closer than we think. Liam, your old colleague and boss, Arsene Wenger, 
coined the phrase um, a long time ago now of financial doping. And he actually likened the kind of excessive and inflated prices that people like these guys, Bowley and others, uh, introduce into the league as the equivalent of cheating in athletics and other sports where drugs are used. And he, he was right, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so, Eamon. Well, Manchester City are facing how many uh, charges? Uh, of, 100, uh, 101. 101. Uh, yeah. and, and they go just back kick, some years. They ju- they'll just kick the can down the road with solicitors and lawyers and so forth. The trouble we, we've seen with the World Cup in Qatar, Eamon, yeah. you know, even just the getting of the World Cup in Qatar, yes. if you go back a good few oh, years, yeah, it was, was, it was 2000, 2010. They gave yes. the World Cup to Russia for 2018 and then to Qatar for 2022. It subsequently proved that there was corruption involved, involving Platini, who was the head of UEFA at the time, and indeed Blatter, uh, both of whom were kicked out of football. Um, but it was corrupt. Yeah, well, FIFA, you know, since I've I've been following football, I've always been corrupt. I think Havelanche yes. was the one that started yes. the whole thing off, Eamon. But that's another discussion. My point is that the the Arab countries have no respect for rules or regulations. They they think money talks, yeah. and uh, they just seem to be able to do what they want. Uh, they 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 got the World Cup in Qatar. There was no stadiums, and yes. we all know what happened with the building yep. of those stadiums. Amen. How many people lost their lives? Slave labor. They yes, no indeed. respect for the workers either. So yeah, you know these these people have no respect for regulations. They just want to win. You know. Yes. Uh, they want to showcase themselves and their countries yes. by winning, and they think the regulations don't matter. And that's where we are with football at the moment. And the Premier League, and I agree with John, the Premier League are facing a real battle to keep hold of uh, what they've got, the product of what they've got. Because let's not uh, forget about it, um, that Real Madrid and Barcelona, they're all jealous of the Premier League. Bayern Munich are all jealous of the Premier League. So that leaves UEFA vulnerable in the scheme of things. Yep. Okay, now, uh, John, I want to ask you about something that's very delicate and personal to you. Uh, Leeds United. <laughs> they're struggling, John. They're in the bottom three. In fact, they're a point ahead of Southampton, a point behind West Ham, and two points uh, behind AFC Bournemouth. Are you worried? Your yeah. own club? Yeah, yeah. I've been worried for a while. I'm in about the Yeah, world. you said it time world. after time, yeah. Yeah, well, where they're, where they're lucky in certain ways is that so many players, uh, teams around them. Yes. You know, you got West Ham. West Ham, Everton, yeah. West Ham, West Ham Uh, are in the bottom three, actually. Yeah, you got the Saints. You got, you know, there's there's quite 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 a few that is unusual, Damon, to have so many in it. So that's the only maybe maybe good thing about the Leeds United situation. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Well, like a few of the others down there, they're in trouble. That's for sure. Right, Uh, just. uh, final question for you, Liam, uh, and for John, of course. Newcastle, Liverpool. I watched the match. Newcastle seemed to have lost their bloom, shall we say. And Liverpool, I thought, deserved to win. Nunes scored 
uh, a very good goal and, and, and made a goal for uh, Mo uh, Salah. The Liverpool have Real Madrid tomorrow night and Newcastle are beginning to... Do you think they'll get the checkbook, the Saudis? They'll get it out, maybe not well, now. they can't get it out now. In the Emma, summer. They can't get yeah. it out now, but it'd be a great help to them if they make the Champions League. I, I thought Newcastle did all right, even with 10 men. You know, I was watching yeah. the game. Liverpool started very well. Um, uh, a great ball from Trent Alexander, and Nunes pulled it down and, and scored a smashing goal. Um, then they got another good goal. But I thought Newcastle, they had their goalkeeper sent off, but they gave Liverpool a lot of problems. And yes. I don't know whether that game, if they had been 11 against 11, and would have finished that way. So okay. uh, I think just it was just a blip for Newcastle. So yeah. uh, I think they could bounce back and be a top four side. Tottenham now are in the top four and Newcastle are outside of it. Yes. But I think Newcastle are a better team than Tottenham. Right. John, let me ask you a final question about Tottenham West Ham. Uh, we, I think all of us would admire David Moyes, um, apart from Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, actually. He's uh, managed more Premier League games than anyone else. He's been a very, very good pro. He's done really good work at Everton, of course, for a long time. Didn't have much of a chance at United when he was the designated successor by Sir Alex Ferguson. Didn't have a chance. And did really well with West Ham uh, last season as well when he got them into Europe. It'd be a great shame if they got beat 2-0 at Tottenham yesterday. I know you watched the game and I watched some of it. They, They battled for him, you know, but... They're in danger now. They're actually alongside Leeds in the bottom three. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, you know, you get an experienced man like David Moyes, yeah. for example. It happens in football, and sometimes you get a few people in the dressing room. Yeah. Not, not, not really behind them. You know, it can happen. And he, like last year, he had a really good season. And actually spent money. They spent a fair bit of money in the summer. And now they're doing what they're doing, you know, which is, and it, it just happened. It can happen in the dressing room where the few yes. players, experienced players go against the manager uh, for some reason or other. You never know what it is sometimes. And he's in big trouble. And it, it looks like that to me at the moment. I mean, I, right. I don't think they're, they're giving their best for him. Let's put it that way. And I think it's I think it's very sad for for somebody, in it. but it wouldn't be the first time it's happened, Damon. Okay, and a final thought from you, uh, Liam. Uh, you said earlier Arsenal don't have such a, a tough few games ahead of them. Uh, are you still on the optimistic side? Yes, after Saturday, uh, yes, that was a big, big win, you know. And in fact, City dropped two points. Um, yes, uh, Arsenal have been on a bad run as we know at the moment, but with Man City losing at Spurs a couple of weeks ago and then dropping two points against Nottingham Forest there the other day has given them, you know, I wouldn't say a glimmer of hope, a lot of hope, I say, right. uh, because if they play as well as they did against Villa, they can beat the teams that are coming up in the next few weeks and probably go into that City match in a lot better shape. Uh, than than I was I was uh, I was frightened of you know yeah. they play City I think in about two and a half weeks time in April, I, I, I think yeah, yeah. so 
Oh, it's not till April, is it not? I don't think it, I think it's in oh. April, Liam. I, okay, sorry. So, well, well I let, could they, be wrong. If they can get a run of games, which they, they possibly could with the teams they're playing. I know you never know in the Premiership, but they've got Bournemouth at home. They've got uh, they've got Everton at home. They've got Crystal Palace at home. You know, right. these if if they play well enough, they should win those games. I know you can't you can't uh, say that, particularly with the Premiership, because it's it's a brilliant league. You just don't know what's going to happen from week to week. You know, yeah, look at yeah. Southampton beating Chelsea yes, on Saturday and Forest getting amazing. a point against City. Yeah. It's it's yeah. the best league in the world. So uh, bring it on. Okay, Liam. Uh, thank you very much. And congratulations, Liam, on your documentary, which everyone in Ireland is talking about. And lots uh, of people in England would be if they could get it. It was superb and very interesting indeed. Uh, thanks to Liam Brady, to John Giles, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.